Before we get started on this episode, this show will always be free. But if you feel like you'd like to support us monetarily, you can find us over at Patreon at patreon.com forward slash The Fandom Show, where you can throw some of your hard-earned dollars our way. For a couple bucks a month, you can listen to episodes early, you can hear our monthly fan club podcast, you can get access to our nerds letter. We'll shout you out on an episode. Hot shout out to Kinley Mockery, who recently became a new patron. Thank you so much. Please go and check out her episode. Uh, it was last the last released episode. Um, but... You can submit hot takes for upcoming episodes and just have different ways of engaging with us. So if you have a few bucks and you're feeling generous, we love it. Give us your monies. Uh, so head on over to patreon.com forward slash the fandom show and please enjoy the episode. Hello, 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 and welcome to The Fandom Show, the podcast where we learn about fantastic fandoms by talking to our favorites about their favorites. I'm Kai Green. And I'm Stephanie Malik. And today we are talking about uh, the sport that is undoubtedly the bounciest. It is basketball. Steph, what do you know about basketball? It's a sport. We have a team. I have basic understanding of play, and there's like hoops and balls and wow so not much Kai, what do you know about that there are it's hoops. canadian it was invented by a canadian, invented by a canadian. there's a heritage moment about That's... it <laughs> kaya what do you know about basketball i mean i'm laughing but i'm gonna be honest not a whole lot more i mean like i i know that i used to play basketball as a kid really loved it then realized i was short um and that you all realized you were short just like look oh. i was in the process of discovering i was short because i thought i was still growing and i wasn't <laughs> <laughs> so so i would thank you to leave me alone about it <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I used to watch basketball all the time as a kid. Um, my dad took me to basketball games, um, and it was a blast. And I think as an adult, I, I really veered off paying attention to sports until uh, the Raptors won the championship. I will admit I jumped on that bandwagon because who couldn't? It was the effing best. Um, and since then, I've, I keep feeling like, oh, I want to get back into basketball, but I just don't know what my way in is, which is why I'm so, so excited about this episode. Because, you know, who does know a lot about basketball. Who is it, Steph? It's Freddie Rivas, who is a comedian, actor, podcaster, and puppeteer from Toronto. Freddie is the host and co-creator of Confederacy of Dunks, which is a Raptors NBA podcast on Raptors Republic, and the co-creator of The Pickup, a WNBA podcast, which is a winner of two Canadian Podcast Awards for Outstanding Leisure Series and Outstanding Sports Series on the Sonar Network. He's also having a good time, and he hopes you are too. Hey, Freddie, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? I just have to say... A Confederacy of Dunks is just a phenomenal name for a podcast. Yeah, I have to give that uh, all the credit to um, yourself. Yes. Myself. <laughs> yeah, take it, no. run with it. Uh, Kevin Douse uh, is the. Uh, we started the podcast together, and he named it. So incredible! I got, I got to give it to Kevin Douse. I've never even heard name. of him. It's to me, it's you. No, no, but you started. Shout out to Kevin. Take you, that, Kevin. You started the podcast together, so you get an assist. Is that a thing in basketball? Yeah, Did sure. I do it? Sure. Yeah, a high five. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a thing in life. But, <laughs> <laughs> but also sports. Okay. Uh, so, so Freddie, let's pretend that somebody, not Steph, but somebody sure. doesn't know anything at all about basketball. I've seen it happen. Sure. <laughs> um, how, uh, like, how would you explain it to somebody? Um, good question. Uh, See, it's hard. Yeah. No, no, I know. I mean, like, because it's like, where do you start? Uh yeah, I mean, I think you start with uh, a 
there's a ball that bounces. Yep. Um, you put it in baskets. And then you put they it in the basket. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah, the heritage moment is a, is a good start for Canadians. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a, um, it's on a hardwood court. Mm-hmm. Uh, the goal is to, uh, there's two teams, five each. The goal is to score more baskets than the other team. How many players on a team not on the court, like in total? Because there's so, a lot of people. In yeah, here. so in total, um, the roster sizes, uh, and, and and by the way, I should say, um, there's so many forms of basketball. There's, there's international basketball, um, there's women's basketball, there's men's basketball. Um, so as far as like roster sizes, that sort of thing, college, high school, that really varies. God, and, interesting. And I think I know the for me like my my hardcore fandom is the NBA, and then also more recently the WNBA. So I think Sick. both of those are where my you know expertise lies, sort of thing. But uh, yeah, as far as the W or the the NBA, the roster sizes are seventeen um, players. Okay. Yeah, and okay. then so in a given game. You're gonna you're roughly gonna get nine or ten players playing. That's not as many as I thought for how no. much running they're doing. It's pretty intense. Like and and for anyone that follows like you know like North American sports, uh, that as far as team sports, the NBA is like by far the most like elite as far as players. Got really? It. So it has like roughly 500 players, and the NHL, you know, MLB and the NFL sort of thing have. Like all over a thousand. Really? And yeah. So the, interesting. The NBA has something like I'm making this up, but something like five thousand people or less have ever been in the NBA. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and, and that includes players who were just on a team, never saw the court. Wow, this yeah. hit fascinating within the first two minutes. <laughs> Damn. Good. Good. That is that. Yeah. I I had no idea that it was that like. I mean, I knew it was difficult to become a basketball mm-hmm. player. I knew from experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I didn't realize it was that tight in terms of the numbers. It is, yeah. And then, you know, just as far as what you were saying before, like the, the height thing's real. It's, it's one real. of the most like naturally like like selective sports as far as like you, you can't be you can't honestly say anyone can become a professional basketball player. Yeah. No. Like there there's a big thing in the way. Like you have to be extremely tall. Uh, or or, or you're one of the very rare asterisk yeah. players in history. Do you mind if I ask, do you know off the top of your head who the shortest player is? I, I'm not sure if it's the shortest player that ever played in the NBA, but a, a very famous shorter player is Muggsy Bowes. I loved him when I was a kid yes. because he, I, my dad told me he was the short one. <laughs> How tall is he? I believe Muggsy Bowes is 5'4". He's in the fives. Whoa. Yes. He's 5'4"? Yes. yes. How on earth could a person who's 5'4 compete? Yeah, I mean, it was a different time in the NBA, so we haven't seen anything like that okay, in a very right. long time. But a couple things he had going for him was no one could ever steal the ball from him. Mm, well, because he's he too far away from their arms. He's too far away, <laughs> yeah. And he's so fast. And then also was, was wildly athletic. Right, that'll help. Like extremely fast, could jump really high. Um, 
and just his side to side movement and IQ and all that kind of stuff was like off the charts. Right. So, so I probably should have had some of that if I wanted to. Yeah. That so like, yeah. Yeah. And so then, if you don't have the height, yeah. you just need some like absolutely freakish yeah. athleticism. You just need to yeah. be an absolute superstar in every conceivable <laughs> yeah, way and exactly. then choose basketball. Yes. <laughs> uh, how did you get into it? What's your origin story? What brought you to basketball? So I, I played a lot growing up. Um, I played. Uh, I've, I have three brothers. Um, I feel like you, you both probably know them all. Um, shout out to the Rivas brothers. Shout out to, the, to, to my boys. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so uh, you know, I think about this all the time because it's sort of like was my my like uh, like meditative space growing up. But we grew up in uh, in government subsidized housing, particularly in this place called River Breeze in Ajax, Ontario. Uh, shout out Ajax, um, and the way it was sort of like a four. It was it was like a block, um, like four streets made a square, and then just like if you can imagine, actually, uh, like a, a basketball key. So you have like the rectangle, and then you have the little kind of semicircle thing. Um, after the square, there was this like uh, there was a creek at the bottom, and on the way to the creek, there was this basketball court that was made. Um, so it was just this place where everyone would go. Yeah. Every day, every night. Yeah. And you would play basketball all the time. And so then like all, a community hangout. It spot. was a community hangout. And people would come from all over to play at that basketball court. So I got to play there like alone a lot, but then also got to play there with like all sorts of people from the neighborhood that when things were like much more competitive. So that was like me playing basketball and getting into it and then watching basketball I was always sort of a fan but really I was 14 years old and the Raptors got Vince Carter mm, and that Vince. was that that was it that's what that's what made me like absolute fanatic where I was like obsessed with the Raptors obsessed with the NBA were you obsessed with Vince specifically or was it just his arrival that made you obsessed his arrival that made me obsessed and then also at that time I thought that the Raptors acquired Michael Jordan. Wow. So I thought, yeah. it was like, okay, oh my God, we have Michael Jordan. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen here in Toronto. We have this like electric, charming, amazing superstar that is going to be here forever. And, you know, things are just going to be great. And, and I mean, every moment with Vince Carter was just like over the, uh, over the top exciting. Like, you, you know, you're talking about the... The, the the 2019 championship run. Yeah. You know, before we knew that was possible, it was it was Vince probably is like the most exciting time for any Raptors fan because there was that window of like, I don't know, three, four years where you you thought anything like like Vince Carter was capable of anything at any time. Uh, yeah, it kind of elevated the team a bit in terms of like the stage in the NBA of just like, oh, now we've got a team that can fight. Yeah. A contender. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Sick. Very cool. Uh, so there's a lot of sports out there. What is it about basketball that you think makes it unique? Oh, man. Okay. I You'll have to like stop me at some point here. We're right. That's literally won't, the point of the show. <laughs> there's, there's, there's so many things. Um... I think one thing that I always like I love to say and I think is just so cool and and I should say that um it's in it's in the team sport category. Yeah. So yes. you know, I think the comparisons really get like funky if you're you know, start to compare, you know, basketball to like the 
Like the skeleton. <laughs> or what, what, I don't know. It's, what's it called? The skeleton I something? I think just skeleton. Just, yeah, yeah. 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 See, see, that alone, it's just called skeleton? That's yeah. wild. <laughs> Which I think um, is hands down the most terrifying sport of all time. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how anyone The does Olympics, it. the Winter Olympics are terrifying. Yeah. Anyway, just so they much really harder are. than the Summer Olympics. Oh, like yeah. everything is like amped up to 100. And it is it, the anime of sports. It's, it's all the same sports, with, but with blades strapped to your feet. Anyway. Well, some, <laughs> some of them have guns. That's true. It's, uh, it's the only one where it's like it's like there's actually some of them just actually have guns that you fire. <laughs> you're um, not blades and guns. Yeah, yeah th- there's there's no summer Olympic game where it's like you're running a marathon and you're like stop shoot that bird. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then and then run as fast as you can after that. You are absolutely correct. So um, I- excluding um, yes, the yes. unequivocally badass Winter Olympics <laughs> and other sports like that, team sport to team sport, what makes it unique? Yeah. So, yeah, I think like what, what I, like, yeah, one thing that's so unique about it and that I, I love about it is that it's the only sport that has no inherently dominant position. So, oh, so baseball, you got the pitcher. Um, or pitchers, uh, you know, hockey, you got a goalie, uh, you know, uh, American football, you have a a quarterback, I guess, you know, soccer, there isn't necessarily one because the goalie doesn't play as big of a factor, Yeah. but there's, there's nothing inherently unique about any of the five players on the court. Right. And then I think throughout the, the NBA history, WNBA history, it opens it up to like just wild different kind of like styles and and plays and player types and, and and moments. So I think like that for me is really is really cool because you know we were talking about Muggsy Bows. Um right now there's a player uh in the NBA um named uh Nikolai Jokic from uh Serbian and he is seven foot seven foot but also is very untraditional in that he is an extremely good passer. So he plays like he's the, the, the point guard, like the person who manages the game. Um, and yeah, positions is a whole different thing. So feel free to oh, ask because yeah. I know those terminologies. I do have questions yeah. about yes, that. Yes, sometimes yeah. so, are like I'm this just barrier. Like getting the questions. Is, yes. Is this a sport where, and this may sound like a stupid question, I'm sorry, where the no. coach like has a bunch of plays and they've like come up with strategies or are they just reacting in real time to what's going on and adjusting based on the other team's play? Yeah, so that's, yeah, like that's an, another thing I love about basketball is like it's, there's tons of fluidity. Um, but I would put it, you know, this is like a really weird sort of like the way I think about it in like the team sport lens is, is you have baseball, which is sort of like, if you think about it like poker, every single pitch is like a new mathematical calculation. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's why, you know, the, the analytics was like, was born in baseball. Totally. Yeah. Spread through baseball. Yeah. And then it's so math, the sport. It really is. Yeah. It's, like, it's <laughs> like you can quantify every single moment. Basketball is, is, has elements of that, but also... And then, sorry, uh, football is also very much like that as well. Yep. Uh, you do have, like, fumbles and, like, you know. But, but it's very much a chess match. Yeah, and ge- yeah. exactly. Generally, the play stops. And then in, in, in football, they, they have just, like, the quarterbacks have, like, a microphone yeah. in their helmets. Yeah. And they have, like, little things on their exactly. wrist with their little plays. Exactly. And, and then they're like, okay, do this exact, you know, formation sort of thing. Basketball has plays, but there's so much sort of, like, free – it's kind of like reaction, decision-making type stuff. And then also it's different than like soccer and hockey 
which I have in this category where in, in with soccer and hockey, you're constantly battling for possession. Right. So you're always just trying to hold on to the ball or hold on to the puck, but it's not really a given. In basketball, it is a bit of a given. Oh, like yeah, because so, you someone, have to let go of it at some point, right? Yeah, and someone can steal the ball from you, but, like, really, it's not – it's like like a basketball player can hold on to a basketball much easier than like a hockey player can control the puck. Right. Oh, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, absolutely. So there is there's yeah, there's there's room for both. Basically, you can run a lot of plays, but then also like so much just happens and it's a kind of like reaction based. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Ah. I think it's cool. Yeah, yeah that yeah. is very exciting. Also, just like for me, I, I think one thing that is so unique about basketball when I compare it to a lot of other things, and that I think tall. I, well, there is the tall. <laughs> tall yeah, yeah, the tall is is notable. They are gigantic people. Um, but I think this, it, I think of it as similar to soccer in that it's so accessible. Like mm-hmm. besides the fact that you have to be very tall, all it really requires to learn yes. to be good at basketball is a ball and a hoop. And that's it. Whereas if you compare that to hockey, like there's just, if you oh, don't yeah. have so much money, there is just no way you succeed totally. in hockey. Or even baseball, you need to have like a bat, a glove, a ball, mm-hmm. um, helmets if you're being smart about your face. Yeah, there's a lot of like yeah. equipment and yeah. uh, training and all of that stuff. And like, not that you don't need training for basketball, obviously, but like you can get good by just going to your local you know, totally hoop. Yeah. And, and there's, there's yeah, there, I, I think like there's way less barriers inherently to basketball. Totally. You know, I, I think like obviously soccer will always be the sport that has the least amount of barriers. Sure, it's yes, the world of sport. But basketball is sort of quickly like, yeah, it's like basketball is not going to catch up to soccer, but it's growing at a pace that's like preposterous. Yeah, totally. Um, and, and yeah, I think that accessibility is sort of key to like the universal elements of basketball. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Sick. Uh, what makes a truly great basketball player? Could you mm. name the top three players in the league right now and what makes them so good? Oh, I like that. Um, it's Kaya. Kaya wrote that. That's good. It's a good question. Um, Thank you. It was for everyone. <laughs> you didn't need to give me credit. <laughs> we, we are giving credit on this podcast this oh, time. Yeah. That okay. is very nice. <laughs> that question written to you by Kevin Dose. <laughs> um, hey, Kevin. Uh, yeah, so what makes a like a great basketball player obviously is a really, really subjective question because there's so many different types of great basketball players. Right, and great way, ways to be great. And ways to be great, yeah. yeah, and like types of leadership. and. But I, I would say it's a player that um, is sort of like there's no natural, like when you, when you go to styles and game plans, like no natural stop or, or like there's no way like the player can't be like, you just can't make them do anything they don't want to do. Okay. So they, whether it's like, you know, uh, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is like a, like a legendary player who invented a move called the sky hook. Oh, he invented the sky hook. He invented the sky hook. So he was already really tall and a hook shot, you know, it's hard to, for, like listening purposes. Imagine but, really hard right now. Yeah, <laughs> or ma- yeah. Imagine really hard. Or, or Google it. No, no. Imagine. Um, <laughs> but it's sort of like a one-armed, kind of like over your shoulder, and you're using your you're using your, the shoulder of like the like that's away from the defender to give you that little extra bit of space. And you're jumping, and you're releasing the ball at its highest point. So it's like goes basically it goes straight up, and then like drops into the net. 
Um, which yes, the way you know types of shooting is, is a whole different thing in basketball as well. But but anyway, say he he did that, and it was no one in the NBA in, in, you know had any answer for it. And he basically oh, yeah. he won a bunch of titles. He was an MVP. Um, I always love talking about Kareem as well because it's like one of my favorite basketball players ever, and you know just a legendary person. Yeah. But um, so yeah, like there's an undeniability. And then I think basketball, you know, there's offense and defense. So I think that being incredible at both aspects of the game, which are very different. Like you see a lot of players that excel at one. Yeah. You know, defense is this very kind of like instinctual, like rigid, rigid type of, you know, athlete. And then offense is very like jazzy and fluid. And yeah, you have very to be liquid. Yeah, very delicate and... Uh, very liquid. And, uh, yeah, so anyways, with all that said, uh, I think the three best players for me in the league right now um, are Giannis Antetokounmpo, who plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. Um, it's funny I'm saying that he just lost. Uh, he's out of the playoffs. Uh, oh, as that's of yesterday. okay. It happens to us all. The best players lose. It's okay. I would have lost the playoffs, um, too, in your position. Right? <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, uh, and then I would say uh, Nikola Jokic, okay. that guy I was talking about. Um, what team does he play for? He plays for the Denver Nuggets. Oh, I love that name. I yeah. love the name Nuggets. It's so cute. Oh, Nuggets. I mean, just small little tangent. I'm all, I, I love any sport name that is silly versus like fierce. Yes. It's yes. Not, if yes. it's just like, we're the scary people, it's like, nah, that's not good. We're the but, yeah. Grizzlies. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not I like a duck. Yeah. Give me a nugget. Give me a maple leaf. You know what I mean? Give yes. me anything like that and and I'm in. I mean, I will I'm say in. I think Raptors kind of falls into that category because it does. what? <laughs> because it, the team was brought to Toronto and the, when yeah. Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park was yeah. huge and yeah. everyone was like, we love Raptors. Yeah, but it's just very funny. It is It is fierce, I, but I it's guess, not. but it's silly it's because it's a dinosaur. Yeah, and then also the actual dinosaur is like, it looks more like a turkey. Yeah, <laughs> it is not a funny. threatening person. Um, yeah, it, I mean, the Raptors, like, depending on when they came, very much could have been, like, the, the whatever, like, the rap the Raptors, like, uh, Katnine Everdesis or it, right. whatever. It could have been. Like, it, yeah, could, yeah, yeah. It, it was whatever the it was. Hungers. Khaleesi's. The yeah. Khaleesi's, yeah, the can Khale you imagine? The Khaleesi's would have been great. Oh. And Toronto would. We, uh, Toronto absolutely yeah. would. Oh, Dragons, we probably would have chosen over Khaleesi's, okay. but I wish it was Khaleesi's. <laughs> That's much better. And then uh, I'm having a tough time with the other player. A lot of people would say uh, there's a guy named Joel Embiid. I think a lot of people oh. would say him. I remember him from last and playoffs. He's enormous. Yeah, he's 7'3", he's I believe. He's so big. He's, in, he's like, probably going to win MVP this year. Okay. What team um, is he on? He plays for the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm, yeah. Also a funny name. Oh, yeah. Also a funny name. <laughs> and they also have this amazing song when they win, which is just someone going, Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like this, it's like this disco tune. It's, like, it's actually a banger of a track. <laughs> and, and, and it's like... Yeah, team of the year. It's it's Do really. Do we have a song? Do the Raptors have a song? No, and they need one. Drake, so you literally love the Raptors more than anything. Yeah, make a song. Yeah, figure you're it out. You're slacking. You're yeah. slacking. You're sleeping on and, your and Raptors. And make it cool like that. It would be like you're at the lake shore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Drake. <laughs> Drive on the Gardner. Let's like hear a... some jazz. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's hear some disco. 
um, okay. So those are those are your three favorites. Would you say the teams align? Um, oh, sorry. I should say th- those are the three. Like, like I think consensus. Yeah, we said best, best not sorry, favorite. Sorry. Yeah, because so favorites sorry. then it gets all oh, sort of like it gets messy. Oh yeah. I imagine it's hard to choose. It is. Yeah, and I feel like I, I love players that sort of defy. Because like there's these sort of like built-in things like oh you're drafted first overall or you're or um, you are were the best in college or you're this type of player totally. therefore you're going to be the best uh, and I love players that kind of become the best in a unique way. Oh yeah, interesting. I, I guess little underdog stories and yeah. like find their place. Yeah. I guess it also really depends on what kind of player you like watching. Like I know for me, I love watching like hyper athletic, bombastic players that do yes. like big athletic stuff because totally. I feel like I'm watching real life Spider-Man. Yes. Um, yeah. Like I've been really enjoying watching Scar- Scotty Barnes. I know he doesn't do a lot of that stuff, but I love his passes because they're so weird. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so like when, when you think about like, uh, like I was talking about that Jokic guy. Yeah. Like, like he does that to a degree that is like, it's, it's hard to even like fathom. But yeah, like uh, Scotty Barnes, sort of like the, a fun comparison for him. You probably have heard of Magic Johnson. Yeah, yes. absolutely. So obviously he's not as good as Magic Johnson, but he has this sort of like, you know, happy demeanor, but is also a fierce competitor. Totally. And then does a lot uh, of what's like a move that's called the no look pass. Yeah, that's is, the one I it love. It is what it sounds I like. I love it. It's so entertaining. I'm not looking at you, but I'm going to pass the ball to you. Yeah, that yeah. seems like such a like a badass move. Like, it is. Just such a baller way to it, do that. It is. For it's lack it is of a better word. Literally a baller. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't, Steph, I don't know what kind of athletics you like watching, but I'm sure like you, you pick a player based on that. You know? I pick a player based on their sassy little mouth. <laughs> yes. I want to have a big. player who's going to, like, I was only into football for a brief time, but one of my favorite players was on the Broncos, and I started loving him because he had, his name was Lynch, and he had a microphone in his helmet, and he just... Yeah. was going off and he was just like, you want to come up against T.O.? You want to come up against T.O.? That's not what you want. That is not what you yes. want. And I was like, this is my favorite player. I don't Ma- even Marshawn know. Marshawn Lynch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, amazing player. Amazing interview. Oh, just, I love a sass mouth. Yes. You love a sass it's mouth. It's good. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer that sports are entertainment. Oh, yeah. And I always sort of balk against this idea of like, when you know, play when when fans don't want the player to celebrate. Oh, because yeah. I think yeah. it's a show. I think it's a show, and then if you get too far away from that, you're not having fun. Yeah, and I understand sports are an escape, but I think that for me is an important part of the escape. Yeah, totally. I think people often overlook, and I think it's very much why we want to include sports so much in this show is the, the like where entertainment and sports collide. They're the mm-hmm. same thing. They've yeah, always the been the same yeah, thing. Yeah, totally. Like, I remember once walking out of a fan expo when the all the people in costume mingled with a bunch of Blue Jay fans, oh and God. I was like, oh, these We're are not costumes. These are oh not. God. These are the same picture. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's wearing their favorite superhero on the back. A hundred percent. With their number. That's right. That's yeah. Exactly. And and then they, uh, you know, they all have like kind of fancy, silly jerseys. And yeah. Whoops. You wear um, your colors and your costume and you have your traditions. Yeah. And My, realizing that made me get back into sports where I was like, oh, yeah, this isn't just some like isolated thing that I'm not allowed to be part of because it's full of jocks. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. And I mean, like, I think like it's important to acknowledge that, too. Like with with all sports, there is that kind of like. Uh, clubhousey jock barrier, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which is like you know is being broken down, but is still you know a major part of of the NBA, of course, and 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 every sport, and is shitty. 
But and nerds do that too. That's that gatekeeping that's element. True. Of just like, that's true. This is our thing and you can't get into it. And it's like, that's no, true. man. Love what you love. Yeah. Freaking get into it. And if it's sports and if it's whatever. And I think sometimes people are born into it too. Like, I mean, I was born into a Lord of the Rings household yep. the same way yeah, that other totally. people are born into a Raptors household yeah. where you sit down and you watch the Raptors with your parents. I sat down and watched Lord of the Rings every yep. year. Yeah, every year. You're like, I watch it every day. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally. But I think they, they have so many similarities in that, yeah. that respect. You but know? yeah, no, I think like sports are, like that's a really important part of, uh, of my fandom with sports, but also like in, in general, like they are th- inherently theatrical and they're a place to play. Like my, my partner was saying, um, my youngest brother, Thomas sort of, he, he got recently got into golf and he's been golfing. And, um, Caitlin was saying that she feels like, uh, golf is an excuse for, uh, men to go on walks <laughs> with each other in a park. 3,000%. And, and it's like, yeah. I think so it is, true. actually. Yeah. Nope, so it true. is. Especially when you think about, like, the general demographic and it's sort of like, you know, you know, that, that like, kind of age group. It's yep. like, yeah, you know, you're kind of just, like, creating this reason to be in a really beautiful place. That has a lot of wildlife. Yeah, but we're not walking like in no forest. We're shooting balls yeah, exactly. and sticks. There, there's a point to this that isn't bonding. And um, <laughs> to be fair, sometimes it's also to go for a very slow drive. Yeah. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a cruise. <laughs> but yeah, a land cruise. To, to, to that point, though, like, the, the, uh, you know, just sort of going back to like my initial love of basketball, like growing up, there was this thing called And One which is this whole phenomenon where street ball, which is a lot more like tricks and kind of like... Oh, yeah. Um, like think Harlem... Do you know Harlem Globetrotters? Yeah, Hell I was yeah. going to ask where they fit into all of this. <laughs> yeah, it's like play and entertainment. I, I would say like they're, they're... That's like professional level basketball players. But that, they don't play against NBA teams. No, and, and that is like a full theatrical event. Oh, okay, so it's its own. It's just a show. Yeah, it's yeah a show exactly. That has basketballs. Yeah, and it has. There's a, there's a team that's supposed to lose. It's like Super Dogs, but with basketball. That's exactly what it is. Um, <laughs> of all the things you could have chosen, I was thinking, what do people go see as a spectacle on a court? And I'm like, Super Dogs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm down with some Super Dogs. Yeah, we love a Super Dog. Go to the X. Go check them out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this N one thing. Uh, there was these mixtapes. There was N one mixtapes, and basically. It was sort of like the like street ball and these tricks kind of like colliding with the NBA. And then there was actually a few, like or not not many, but I think like, a, you know, two or three of, of these and one mixtape guys who, who made it to the NBA cool. and brought Very that kind cool. of flair into the league, which was sort of more about like showmanship than it was about like winning. Oh, yeah. Here's a weird question. Maybe not weird. Why doesn't anyone in the NBA hire a Harlem Globetrotter to come in and just do crazy shit? That's not weird at all. So like, like, can they? They, they play basketball. They could. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> they, um, they do. <laughs> there's, there's no rule against that. I feel like it's Mighty Duck style. You know, get someone who can throw, have a lasso. Like, just do it. Why not? Get yeah, them. I mean, I, I think sort of that's where the hyper-competitive stuff eliminates that. Because you have, like, a whole element of that that happened this year in the NBA All-Star Game was they uh, there's, uh, there's a thing called a dunk-off. Have you ever heard of the, the dunk-off? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a three-point shootout, and there's the dunk-off, and they're, like, they're kind of like these skill-based events. Um, and the dunk-off had 
this guy named Mac McClung, who's um, not very tall, 6'2", and he is like a professional dunker. And he can do things that like a lot of NBA players can't just because they have to devote all of their time to being like a complete athlete. Oh, yeah. Whereas someone like in the, in the Harlem Globetrotters can probably, they yeah, they can never miss from half court. But in a real game, they, wouldn't they would have never the agility. get that. Right. Yeah, they wouldn't yeah. get that opportunity. They're not pat- particularly good at like blocking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like all the other aspects that come into the game. Right. Yeah, Got that it. makes perfect sense. I did not know the Harlem Globetrotters were not a team that just came in once in a while to play NBA games. I like. We no. all learn things. Why hey, would you? We're, we're, yeah, they're they're basically like a, a traveling show. I yeah. love it. This is what we're here for. Um, so, <laughs> what kind of players do you think make up a great basketball team? Uh, and what teams are dominating right now? And which ones are a little underdoggies? Yeah. Like, is there a chemistry to this sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah. And and that goes back to sort of the. Um, like all players are equal inherently. And, you know, I think that's like, that's a bit, it's not fully true because once you get in deeper, that's like the theory of basketball. Ah, I see. Yes. But then the reality is some players are so much better than others that it kind of like, you have to like build your team around them. Right, kind of so our like, Kawhi situation. I- I- exactly. Right. Like, and no well, disrespect to Cal Lowry, who is obviously amazing. Totally. Well, I mean, I think the uh, g- the Kawhi situation is also like one of the more unique things that have ever happened, as far as like a a team that won the championship, because the Raptors were this incredible team already. Yeah. And then we brought in Kawhi, who sort of did his own thing. Uh, and it was sort of like the team did their thing and Kawhi did his own thing. Really? Yeah. I mean, even in the year, he would practice by himself. He would um, like do what he wanted. He basically didn't really communicate with anyone else. What? And Wild. he was sort of this robotic. I mean, Kawhi is like one of the more fascinating players that have ever existed. No he's, kidding. He's very much like absolutely he's like just – I think – I, I'm not trying to say it as a criticism, but like, ro- like robotic is sort of the best description of him. Right, like, like he's just he's very meticulous, very focused, very meticulous, very, very Terminator. Yeah, like exactly. It's a Terminator. Yeah. Like in, in the same way that a that a, like a, an amazing drummer has all of their everything is positioned in the right place because it's like movement economy. Right. Kawhi is like that. It's like he's he he's has basketball down to, like, this absurd science. Wow, cool. Um, and, and you want to talk about some people being flashy? He's the opposite of flashy. Yeah, right. So he's absolutely unemotive. Like, there's there's so many plays, or, or there's, like, lots of viral stuff of people trying to talk to Kawhi, and he just is, like, like unresponsive. Because it's just in, a waste of energy. Yeah, including his own team. So teams are, wow. like, Damn. teams are trying to do handshakes with him, and he's, like, just, like, staring into the distance. It seems like there's, Damn. like, there's... It, you could go so deep in learning about the personalities of yeah. these players. It's, Holy shit. It's, it's like the personalities are a great access point. Yeah. Like a really learn the characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm sorry. I'm just trying to remember the full question. It was, uh, who's it was, dominating right now and who are the underdogs? And uh, what makes a great team? It was three questions hey, and one question. We, we so that's jam a lot. Them in. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so what makes a great team? I would say like the, the sort of like the short version is – a collection of really amazing players that can fill all the needed parts. So like all the championship teams have, it's like they have their roles. So it's like a lot of like, even if one person does three different things, they do them well. And, you know, if there's someone who's a bench player, they come in and they're like, okay, five minutes every, 
like uh, uh, you know go back going back to that Raptors team we had Serge Ibaka coming uh, off the bench yep. who at that time was like better than a bench player but uh. he would come on and be so excel in his 20 minutes that it would sort of like tip the balance of the game. Oh, cool. Um, so he would come in like full energy. Full while energy. the other team was starting to flag and yes. play better than the person who would normally be in that position. Exactly. Okay, yeah. interesting. So it was a major advantage. Um, and are there certain, like, uh, what do those roles break down to be often the same things? Like, are we talking about, like, we need one tall guy and we need one bouncy guy. I don't know what the other things would be. Like I mean, one no, really that's, good three-point scorer? That's like pretty that's a pretty sort of like fair way to like like basketball there's just like traditional sense where it's sort of like you have the center who's is very extremely tall and um is good at getting in the way of people. Right. Okay. Yeah. Blocking shots, dunking, that kind of stuff. Um and then you have what what's basically there's forwards and guards, but the the positions are power forward, which is kind of like someone who can shoot. Uh, and this is like, the NBA's changed, and and the WNBA is also a whole different conversation as far as player types. Totally. Um, but yeah, they basically like a power forward is like this like strong, traditionally this strong, sort of center like person, but then they're a bit more fluid. They can shoot more and they can do some other things. Right. So like the way these roles change isn't like you do this. It's like you're good at this, but you can still do yes. everything. Kind of. Well, exactly. And like I, I keep going back to him, but like the Jokic guy is a center. He's seven foot, but he plays like a point guard because Whoa. he's like the best passer. See, this is why I find this so confusing, all of it, the, it, like, it, the roles. And it's only gotten more confusing <laughs> over the years because it used to be very much like you do this, you do that, you do this. Yeah. And then as the NBA and as the sport has grown, more and more players blur the lines. Right. So like a, a term that's thrown around a lot is positionless basketball. Okay. So we've entered as this era of there like like so many people can play multiple positions. It's actually rare to have someone now that only plays one position. Interesting. I feel so like, like this I, is are you watching Ted Lasso at all? Yes. They introduced total football and it's this sounds like a similar thing of just like everyone's adapting all the time and playing yes. whatever they need to. I mean, he learned about it from watching a basketball game, but remember? No, I don't, oh, but he? there we go. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's on the episode. He's watching I believe a Chicago Bulls an old Chicago Bulls game. Oh, and yeah. uh, watching their strategy, and he's like, "Oh, interesting." Yeah, I mean that that's that's uh, like I think soccer has a lot of that. Yeah, because people play multiple positions. It's sort of this organic game where, yes, I'm sure you have the original or the like traditional goal scorer, but then you have like uh, you know like Messi who can, he's he's like he's a playmaker. He's an amazing passer and an amazing scorer. Right. So he can kind of do. Multiple things. What the situation demands. Yeah. Interesting. Shit. Multi-classing, if you yeah. will, in D and D terms. <laughs> I'm trying to make these things that I also understand. Like I've seen this on the TV. Yes. Yeah. I. I yeah, you, need, you need access points. Absolutely. I compare a lot of things to D and D because, like, that's a that's a perfect team formula. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. you get all of the different things well, that you need. If it, you make a exactly. team of guards, it's going to be weird. That's right. <laughs> it will be weird. Um, and that is the Harlem Globetrotters. Ah! It is. <gasps> it's just a full team of guards. I am in love with them. Now. <laughs> um, okay. Chaos. That, that, that was the Raptors a little bit this year. Oh, they, yeah? They tried to do something very unique called Vision 6-9. Oh. Which is sort of every <laughs> I know. Hey, how you doing? Nice. Um, nice. <laughs> but basically the, the, the like sort of – it wasn't the stated goal, but it kind of like narratively took off was that um, what if you had 
Like, if the optimal size for a basketball player is six, seven, six, eight, six, nine, what um, if that was your whole team? That's the six, and you nine. didn't have you didn't have centers and you didn't have point guards. Right, because I was seeing as I was trying, but it failed. I to to read, uh, <laughs> good noted. Yeah, uh, yeah. As I was trying to read about it at the beginning of the season, I heard a lot of people being like, "We have a very long team this year." Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we exactly like like lots of long arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it did not work. Uh, it did not work. The I will add the caveat for any Raptors fans listening that I feel like. Uh, it's not necessarily a one-year strategy. Right, yes. And part of it is like having those players to develop them to do multiple skills and trade them. And yeah, like right. I don't think you can judge a one-year experiment and say that as a whole concept, it's failed. It failed this season, but it could be a long game. That's right. Gotcha. Okay. Um, um, I would love to talk about the WNBA for a second. Sure. Let's because do it. I feel like it doesn't get talked about enough in no, general. Not at all. Um, I don't know very much about it. Um, but like, yeah, can you tell it? Because you host a podcast about this. Yeah. So I mean, I, I should say for anyone listening as well, we started the podcast, me and me and Catherine Nyker, my my co-host um and co-creator, uh as a way to learn about the WNBA. Yeah, cool. cool. So I should so as a as a caveat, if there's any hardcore WNBA fans listening. I'm still learning yeah. very much. But you know more than us. Yes. Um, so yes. who are some of the stars there? Obviously, like I know that Brittany Griner was in the news a lot for yep. awful, awful reasons. So yep. very glad that she is back. Um, but who are some of the other superstars? Um, I think a lot of people uh, would know Diana Taurasi, who is sort of uh, almost that like traditional kind of like killer instinct, uh, like style player who will, will hit the hard shot, who's extremely tough. Uh, who's not particularly friendly? It was like like yeah. like over the top competitive. Right. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then I, I know. Yeah. I mean, Steph, Steph honestly, loves it. yeah. If you if you want if you want, I Steph, like competition. Oh yeah, I like, like competitive. Like Diana yeah. Taurasi doesn't take anything from anyone at any time. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Candace Parker is is sort of we were just talking about positionless. Yeah. Uh, basketball, Candace Parker is a great example of that. So someone uh, who's very tall but amazing at dribbling, can play the point guard, can shoot, can defend. There's there's nothing Candace Parker can't do. Cool. Sick. Um, but you know, uh, uh, Brittany, Candace, uh, Diana, they're all sort of like um, on the like uh, you know the the twilight of their career. Right. Like you know uh, Diana and. Like Diana and and Candace have to announce that they're not retiring every oh, year. Oh, geez. So they're, okay. they're, at, yeah. they're at that you know that point of an athlete's career when they're like, you know what, I'm going to play another year. Yeah. Um, uh, but Sabrina Ionescu is is uh, is sort of like a, a young phenom that a lot of people know about. Cool. Uh, the rookie of the year last year was Ryan Howard. Uh, she plays for uh, Atlanta, the Atlanta Dream. Sick. Um, by the way, WNBA, amazing team names. Yeah. They, all have, they all have great team names. You want, you want to talk about like uh, sort of not the you know, whatever the Predators or the Grizzlies? Not a lot of that in the WNBA. Most, oh, no? Mostly cool names. Oh, yeah. yeah. Typical. Um, <laughs> except me and Catherine always make fun of uh, the Indiana's team is the Indiana Fever, which was sort of like, you know what? You know what? Uh, Change it up. I don't know if that would age it's, well. Yeah, it didn't age well, A, and B, it's sort of like, are we scared of that? We don't want that. Yeah. Do you have that? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's sort of like, are you guys okay? Are you all, are you all right to play? Like, 
You shouldn't you be know. at work, guys. Should we do yeah. this game on Zoom? Yeah, yeah. Should we do this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, so there's really like uh, people should be watching the NBA. Why? Why don't the WNBA? They, uh, WNBA. Yeah. Sorry. Like why? It's just sexism. I'm answering my own question. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think I think for sure it's sexism, yeah. and I think it's sort of like the this idea that um, it needs to constantly be compared to the NBA. Of course. So, like one thing, one thing you'll hear a lot, you know, in in sort of like the sexist tone is um, it's not as explosive, or they can't dunk, which also is not true. Yeah. Um, there's, there's many women who can't dunk. Yes, I've um, seen it happen. Yeah, it it, it happens, and. Um, but I mean, like any hardcore NBA fan would know that dunking is actually an extremely infrequent part of the game. Yeah. yeah. So it's not something that happens often at all. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you're a true like basketball fanatic, you recognize WNBA is like a preposterous, it's, it's, it's extremely exciting. Cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think sexism is sort of the, the main reason. Uh, and I think that that's changing, but obviously change is slow, progress is slow. Yep. Um, I mean, I definitely feel like we, as far as like women's sports, it's leaps and bounds ahead of say like, you know, like the, the I, I know the, what, what's the term for the, um, the, the women's hockey league? That's uh, maybe just WHL. That would be my guess, but I have um, no idea. But like it has it has a more of a kind of like larger platform. Like we know, uh, we know the stars more now. Right, like me and yeah. Catherine always talk about like it's not uncommon to see the WNBA hoodie. Now. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. you'll see it around. Totally. Sick. That's yeah. awesome. So it's like those sort of things are are happening. It's having like I always for Toronto people. I always joke that the WNBA is a lot like the TTC where it has like a, uh, every year has a new ridership high, but also <laughs> is like wildly mismanaged. <laughs> so it has this thing where it's, and then, you know. The TTC is the Toronto Transit Commission, just yes. as, our, as our local oh, yes. uh, subways Sorry. and streetcars and such. Um, but the, the popularity is, is like growing every single year, like particularly uh, in since 2020. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Love to hear Dang. it. All right. Just so that we have time to get to some hot takes. Yes. Um, what is the nerdiest thing you've done in relation to this fandom? Um, in relation to yeah, basketball? Basketball, basketball yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Um, oh, I've done so many nerdy things <laughs> in relation to basketball. <laughs> what? Not including starting a podcast or Two being podcasts. here. Right yes. <laughs> I, I don't think you can see it here, but... I have like a Raptors koozie. Oh that yeah, that is like you my do. traveling mug. I love it. Um, uh, I play fantasy sports, which are pretty. It's pretty nerdy. Pretty yep. nerdy, but I guess it's like there's there's been TV shows about like fantasy sports. It's kind of, you know, it's out there. Um, there's been TV shows about D and D. It's still nerdy. Yeah, That's fair enough. True. I still like nerdy. that. That's hey. true. Hey. Take that. Take that. <laughs> I am a nerd. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm trying to, because I feel like I have done some very, very nerdy things. Um, yeah, fa fantasy sports. I, I, I'm not that big of a collector. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll say this. Just looking at numbers. Oh, yeah. For hours. Yep. Uh, there, there's a, a website called Basketball Reference. So I'll look at percentages, um, shooting numbers, people's heights. Yep, that's quality nerd. Sort of quirky little facts that, like, don't really matter in the end. Oh, yeah, the best stuff. Um, 
And then I also love when weird things happen. So like I'll I'll go down like YouTube rabbit holes. Uh, like one time a ref um, uh, player was shooting a free throw, which is a when you, yeah when 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 you get the when you get fouled and you get a free shot, and you're at the line and you're dribbling, and the ref went to. Uh, blow his whistle, but he couldn't find it. <laughs> and he kind of had like a brain fart and panicked. So he ran and blocked the player's free oh throw. Oh and, my and, and the ref was like a whole foot shorter. Oh my gosh. And the ref just immediately was so embarrassed and was like, like basically outside of his body. And then everyone was like, what just happened? Like a whole stadium just freezes. Well, because we all have yes. days at our job where we like, Something goes off and you have to do a quick reaction. It's not always the smoothest reaction. Yes. Yeah, and depending on your job, you might not be on TV at the time. Yeah, yeah. oh, that poor man. Yeah. Oh, that's so, probably so stressful. <laughs> he probably was. And yeah, so like that, I feel like I nerd over like finding those moments. Yes. I love those moments. Totally. Amazing. Oh, um, incredible. All right, uh, there's so much more to talk about, and we will get to hot takes in just a second. Sure. But before we do, uh, this episode is brought to you uh, by T Public, where you are going to find your next favorite t shirt. Uh, T Public has a unique, uh, whole host of unique and nerdy designs available on t shirts, tank tops, hoodies, mugs, stickers, basically anything you can think of. You can put a cool design on that thing, and you can customize it to be exactly the way you want it to be. You want a different size? Custom. You want a different color? Custom. You want a different fabric? Custom. custom. You want any design? Freaking custom. Because not only can you choose from a bunch of independent designers, but if you're feeling sassy, you might even be able to create your own t-shirt as an artist. So all designs are made by indie artists getting fair commission for their work. We love it. Also, when you buy a shirt from RT Public Score, you're supporting an artist as well as us. Love it. We love it. We love supporting things and people. And being supported. Yeah. So head on over to tpublic.thefandomshow.com to check out our merch and favorite designs. We also, after every episode recordings, we go add t-shirts based on those episodes. Yeah. So if you head on over there, you can find one for any episode we've recorded. I'm going to go add some basketball ones after this. Heck yeah. What will they be? You'll have to find out. You'll have to go. So tpublic.thefandomshow.com. And thank you, Public, for your support. Jumping Alrighty. into hot takes. Speaking of different things you can put on shirts, this one is, too many logos have basketballs in them. No <laughs> other sport is close to having their gear in the logo. Like having a basketball player in a basketball jersey playing basketball for the National Basketball Association might leave too much up to interpretation. Add a ball. Um, wait, so is, is the take that there's too many... Too many logos with basketball. I couldn't agree more. That is... <laughs> no, because back to keeping things silly, like keep, like, like stay, stay weird Portland energy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. One of my favorite things about... I heard this about baseball. I don't know if it's still true, but that like... You know, the, the, uh, a lot of artists who have designed jerseys um, often get them from birds. Yeah. Obviously, like so many teams are named after birds, yeah. but also oh. color schemes are based on birds. Yeah. Whoa, and I, really? I love that. And I think that's so cool. And I wish there was more of that in all of basketball. That's like, so fascinating. I didn't know that. Like, get the basketball out of there. We know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know it involves a basketball, what are you doing there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What and are you I'll, looking for? And also, it's like, you know, like, let's, yeah, let's have a bit more fun. Yeah. yeah. Be a little creative. That's a great hot take. I'm all in. <laughs> Uh, this next one is, we don't need an expansion. If anything, some teams should be removed or relegated to the G League. Too many teams. Okay. I'm all the way against that. Hey, so I'm, I'm very pro-expansion. 
Uh, and that that sort of goes back to the the main point of basketball being the most elite uh, team sport in North America. Yeah. Right. So more players deserve more time to play. Um, there's more markets that could support basketball. Uh, off the top of my head, Montreal, Mexico City. Uh, you know, I think like and, and the WNBA as well, right? Like Toronto, yeah. Toronto needs a team. Totally. Um, Portland needs a team. There, there's a lot of places that could support a WNBA team. I'm all the way pro expansion. Sick. Um, okay, how about this? Gritty, grinding defensive games are way more fun to watch than high-scoring shootouts. I would say that's a good one. I would say I'm like right in the middle. I it's love a, it. It's, oh. a, it's a style thing. Yeah. yeah. So like in the 80s, or not 80s, but in the 90s, well, in the 80s was all volume scoring. Right. Because what you had was, um, and this is getting deep, but there was two basketball leagues. Uh, there was the NBA and the ABA. Okay. And then there was, so there was the a, ABA and NBA merger. And, or sorry, it might have been the late 70s. But once those two leagues merged, what you had really was a lot more black flair brought into uh, the NBA. Right. And okay. it, it, it got way more exciting and better. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and way more off, off, offensive as well. And sort of around the time, like the Michael Jordan era was very gritty and slow and deliberate. And then, yes, yeah, since then, it's been basically a steady increase uh, that's opened up the game to be more offensive. And I think we are sort of getting to this point of, like, perhaps it is too offensive. Right. But anyways, I think because of style, there will be adjustments. And I feel like it will correct itself. Yeah. Sick. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, this is the last hot take. Uh, the NCAA does a terrible job of talent development for the NBA. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. And what does that mean? Like, how, how, do, how do you think that plays out? So I think the NCAA, I mean, I'll also say like unpaid athletes to me is like a really problematic, bad thing. So they don't get paid in the NCAA? Uh, there, there now is like, there's like, uh, I forget what it's called, but there's an acronym for like image and likeness because okay. they were sued. Ooh, interesting. Um, and, you know, players get like a uh, quote unquote education, but the value of that education is very debatable. Uh, players can get injured, have their lives ruined before they have like, you know, if you think about uh, whatever, like um, Carly Rae Jepsen or Drake or Bieber, they were getting, when they were ready, they were they were getting paid massive amounts of money at a very early age. Right, yeah, Because totally. they were stars and they deserved it. Yeah. And, oh, that's a really good point. And for yeah. sports, like, and, you know, you want to talk about like things being less progressive for women's sports, to be in the WNBA, you have to be 24 or you have to have a full degree. And so it's sort of, it, yes. Why do you have to have a degree? Why on earth? To, it's, what? It's basically a way to, I don't know. It's a, it's a way for colleges to, for lack of a better word, exploit athletes more. Uh, so as far whoa. as developing, the NCAA is bad for developing to the NBA or to whatever. I, I'm sort of like, I... I think that I, I wish that the NCAA, um, I don't know, shared more of its money with like schools yeah. or like yeah. edu education and yeah. Because so. they're making bank off of yeah, these, these exactly, people yeah. who are not getting equal uh, equal bank back. Yes. For lack of a better. Yeah, even if you eloquent. compare it with the price of an education, that still doesn't stack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and, and I think like it's, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, uh, something I sort of like relearned recently is like, the value of education for WNBA players is higher because their career window is shorter because of 
pregnancy because they get into the league late. Right. Yep. The money is obviously smaller. Like one of the best players ever. Um, she just retired and became a mortician. And yeah, respect. I know, right? That's respect. Yeah. Yeah. That is fouls. so badass. I know. I, it was so. I, like, listening to that interview, I was like, "This is the coolest." But, but like, yeah. I mean, where does she live? Can I die there? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! I clapped right into the mic. My bad. <laughs> Can I die there? Is wonderful. Be very I, you, good. You'd be in good hands. She's cool. <laughs> good and big hands. Yes. Yeah. 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 It has to be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have any hot takes? This is your chance. Put it out in the world. What's your hottest take on basketball that you need to share? The best, the worst, whatever you got. Um, I I think probably the hottest take is that I feel like the worst part of the basketball dialogue is scapegoating. So blaming everything on one player. I mean, this oh. is a lot of sports. Yeah. Um, and but also caping, which I I'm I, I I've talked about before, but I'm sort of just like putting it out there now, which is ce- overly celebrating one player. Right. Oh. Whether that's Michael Jordan or Kawhi Leonard or any of the players I've talked about. Right. I think it's such a team sport that narratively, you know, in the same way that we have tough times understanding, like, the complexities of, like, society, people, work, whatever, and we want to narrow things down, that also happens in the basketball dialogue. Oh. Where people want to say, this is the single reason why – this team lost yeah, or this right. person or this coach. People or, love a binary. It's like, it's this or this. That They love it. They love it. And I think that's, it's, it's also more boring. Yeah. I think it's yeah. the most boring part of the conversation. Yeah. In my opinion. Oh, How much completely. cooler is it that five people contribute than one person? Yeah. And they all work together to make this thing exactly. happen. That's yeah. so much more enjoyable. Yeah. And in, in, a, in a 48 minute game or for the WNBA, a 40 minute game, that what it, it, it sure, if you look at it, it could come down to one play. But there was many, many plays. Yeah, that's a yeah. lot of time to fill up for yeah. to make up for that one play. Yeah, it, it, yeah, absolutely amazing. This isn't uh, a Quidditch situation. Yeah. Yeah. Heck no. It's not a Quidditch situation. Uh, well, at the end of every episode, we like to share our micro fandoms of the week, which we'll do in just one little moment. But before we do, we'd love to talk a bit about how you can support the show if you are so willing. First of all, you're doing the best one right now, which yeah. is listening. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you want to keep going, please tell all your nerdy friends about it, even your non-nerdy friends. This doesn't have to be for nerds. It can be for anyone. Friends. Uh, if you can, please get on your podcast provider of choice, uh, principally Apple Podcasts. Give us a little rate, review, and subscribe. Maybe put a basketball player's name that you like. I don't know. Sure. Share something Or just us. a little emoji of a basketball like you're some sort of logo. <laughs> <laughs> Design what your logo would be. Tell us about it. Yeah. Uh, even a one-sentence review or one word helps us move up in the charts and helps us uh, get word out there about all the fun and fascinating fandoms in the world. As we mentioned earlier, the show will always be free, but if you do want to support us monetarily, you can check us out at patreon.com slash the fandom show and you can get all sorts of amazing perks as a result of that, including listening to our bonus podcast. If you would like more of these voices. Uh, we're definitely going to do a Ted Lasso one if you want to hear more about sports from that angle. Absolutely. We love it. Um, you can also reach out, follow us, or send us any sort of feelings you're having about fandoms at Fandom Show Pod. You can also reach us on Discord, which you can access through our link tree on Instagram or through the From Superheroes Discord. And our theme song is by Yusu Kim, and our logo is by John Blair. And now, our micro fandoms of the week. I'm going to start first on this one. Yeah, because you are. I... Uh, recently discovered 
a game that everyone probably already knows about, but I'm always behind on these things. So we host a, a trivia night here in Toronto at Stormcrow Manor, and one of the questions written, we like to write questions about indie games, and Kaya wrote one about a game called Undertale. And it's a game that you can play the entire game and never fight anyone. Well, you fight them, but you don't have to hurt anyone. You don't have you to- can mm. You can, can choose. You can choose not to, not like to that. injure people. Right? Uh, I just started it, and it's adorable, and it's divine, and so sweet, and I haven't even hit a single person yet, and I've played- quite a bit of it so far uh, for me. So I uh, highly recommend you check it out. It's very fun. It's very old-fashioned looking. Like it's a very 8-bit, uh, 16-bit type of vibe. If you want to have a nice gentle time, check yeah. it out. Kaya, what are you nerding about? Um, look, uh, you can nerd out about anything. And right now I am nerding out about uh, going to bed a little early and reading. <laughs> nice. Um, anything's I, a fandom. Anything's a fandom. I wouldn't say this is necessarily a fandom, but I do really love to read. And I'm in a real like book mode where like, you know, when you like get sure. get the motivation and the momentum yeah. and you, you, you're you reading really consistently. I yeah. think I've been through like five or six books in the last month or so. Huge. Um, some of them were short, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but also I'm sleeping better, y'all. I'm sleeping wow. so much better through the night um just because i spend like a half an hour every night reading it's, it's the best it's so smart because i've gotten into tiktok and the opposite is, is terrible now and i sleep like crap so yeah. read a book so enthusiasm for for reading before bed like uh, an absolute nine-year-old <laughs> <laughs> Freddie, what are you fanning about what's your micro fandom of the week um okay so this is i mean i feel like anyone with adhd is going to understand this intimately well but i um, always do things in this sort of like this elaborate, awkward way. Uh, one such thing was I, I had like a Samsung phone forever and I never had Spotify or iTunes. Wow. So I would always download a song I liked from YouTube and then go to like YouTube to MP3 convert. Oh my God. Oh, I, yep, I have yep. all these like files on my phone <laughs> and I was going to do this show and it was there was music involved, and my partner was like, "Oh well, why don't you just use my iTunes?" And I was like, "Huh?" And she's like, "Oh well, there's an extra password." And I was like, "Okay." So then I have iTunes now, which is changing my life. Huge. Because um, I that like that makes music. sense. I, right. That's and huge. So uh, yeah, last week I started. I just uh, I, I just did this thing where I'll uh, and I've been driving more. I should say. Um, and so I will Google like top uh, 100 albums from 1970. And so every day I'm at 1980 now. So I've done it 10 days straight where I will like pick an album that I sort of know, but don't whether it's like Steely Dan or just a Talking Heads. Yeah. I did Carlos Santana for 1972. Where you're like, I know this person yeah. is a thing. Yeah, I know them. They're, I did Blondie the other day. Nice. Like, just sort of like, I did The Clash. And and anyways, I'm at 1980. Um, oh, who was I doing today? Uh, I forget. But um, yeah, so that's that's what I'm nerding out on. That's, that's so cool. So fun. Yeah. I yeah. love that. It's a good time. Just trying new things and being like, hey, yes. people love this. What is it? I know. That's, that's sick. sick. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Freddie, for being here. Thank uh, where you. can people find you? Anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, check out my podcast. Uh, we, uh, me and Catherine do, uh, uh, the pickup, a WNBA podcast. Um, uh, uh, we're doing that on the Sonar Network. Um, and also my, my Raptors slash NBA podcast is Confederacy of Dunks. Yep. Um, at Dunks podcast and at the pickup, uh, podcast and, also, you can follow me at Freddie Rivas, F-R-E-D-D-I-E-R-I-V-A-S. 
Amazing. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much again. Thank you. Uh, this is amazing. Until next time, love the things you love and tell everyone about them. Bye. 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 The Fandom Show is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.